Hello and welcome to the Spirit Guys Society podcast. Joining you for a live remote whiskey society with the one and only Johnny Mundell. Johnny, are you only three foot tall? What's happening there, my man? Hey, Pedro, how you holding up? I'm doing all right. You know, I'm not the type of person who can sit in one place for more than a couple of seconds. And so I'm extremely uh, challenged, shall we say, by this social distancing. I'm a people person. I'm used to doing these tasting events. Uh, you know, we do three a week, you know. Uh, it, it's been hard on me, but I, I'm doing my yoga, taking deep breaths. Together, we'll get through this, right? I'm, st- I'm really good at, like, obeying the law and, like, you know, I'm, I've been really hardcore social distancing. I'm not messing around at all. But I'm glad you, I'm I'm glad you mentioned the yoga. I'm glad you mentioned the yoga because I assume that yoga, like if you go on social media right now, if you do yoga, it's the way to survive this, apparently. So I taught it. I live streamed on Instagram live this morning, and uh, and I've got like yeah, I've got. Do you if realize- you're laid off right now, do yoga with me. I teach power yoga. Uh, it's gnarly. Wednesdays and Fridays at 10.30 a.m. Direct message me. I will send you a link. It's okay. totally yeah, that, that's, that's great for you. But do you imagine a bunch of people on Zoom calls right now that don't have your limber, agile physique? You know, gnarled, knotted, old, old skin and flesh. Ouch. It Ouch. doesn't move. We, we're sick of hearing about this flexibility being the solution. We're over it, Pedro. <laughs> Yoga's... I'm telling you, I'm sick of yoga, and I'm not. I haven't started it yet, but I'm sick of it. Okay, well, for someone like you, Johnny, who's a very large person and and very old and stiff and and not flexible, I suggest just breathing. As long as you're breathing, you're alive. And what there is, there's a certain trick, Johnny, and that's called the mindful breath. So not just, you know, the random breath, the excited breath, the anxious breath, the frightened breath. It's about using your breath to ground yourself to stay calm and focused and cultivate a place within yourself of peace you just fell asleep on your feet it just doesn't it's not going to help you with this podcast so we can talk yoga another time i'm glad you're doing it i'm glad that everyone that's doing yoga is enjoying their yoga um man we've got a ton of people on the youtube live channel all giving shout outs here hello get on with it oh my god for reals oh geez all right hold on. we'll have a mature batch of age whiskey by the time this gets underway oh my wow wow hi andrew hi ryan what's up oh geez yeah they're slagging on us here mm. uh i hope Sure, sure. He uses a field, the field of barley behind him. They want you to use a virtual background. Are you eating dinner during the yeah. live stream? Yeah, I'm having a baked potato. That does not look like a baked potato. That no. looks like it's got chili on top of it. But oh, it's, uh, okay. yeah. Uh, Hui from the Bar Jacklos says, "Sup, Johnny." Hey, Hui, how you doing? <laughs> hey, by the way, I um I heard your Japanese. God, man, dude, great job on your Japanese whiskey class, by the way. It was so good to hear somebody just talk about what they were into. Um, I, no, I really liked it, dude. Great job. Oh, and now the Instagram live feed is working. 
Damien Windsor says, yum. He wants some of your baked potatoes. Oh, Damien Windsor is a sexy baked potato. He's the kind of man that even someone like me just wants to nestle in his massive meat hooks and just be cradled in the strength. The only thing is I think he might be Australian and I'm prejudiced. He's married with children, Johnny. And but there's there's plenty of room in the world if there's like different categories, you know, you can kind of go for that big bear thing, like a why little you, bear thing. Why are you why are you trying to narrow like closed doors? I'm a married Not, guy. You telling me I can't you telling me I can't be hugged by another married man? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You live down in, in the beach cities, so there's a lot of swinging going on down there. I know. I tell you what, there's not going on. There's no bloody swimming going on in the beach cities right now. I'm losing my, I'm losing the rag. You told me earlier that uh, you got in a bit of a tiff with your better half because she didn't want you to go swimming in the ocean. Well, they so rightly, um, God, we've been, so Friday morning will be four weeks for us, like lockdown, kids all at home. Us too. Um and, you know, I got a couple of sneaky swims in straight away. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I, um, the only way I can cope with the pressures of ambassador life and whiskey, it's called whiskey adulting. Life. Yeah. Um, so I, I come home from a trip and I've like thrown all this energy into a situation or a place and I'm a, I'm a shambles. Like you guys get the best of me. You, I know you wouldn't agree, but you get the best of me. My colleagues get what's left and my wife gets this absolute shit. And she throws me out the door at six o'clock in the morning to go swimming in the ocean year round. And it's been life changing, but they've closed the beach and I have to respect that. But she, uh, she was very cheeky. Um, she said on Saturday, well, it's, it's really hard for me too. I can't go running on the strand. And I'm like, how is that the same thing? You can run anywhere in the world. And I, there's an ocean there and I don't, I don't want to go and swim with anybody else. I want the solitude I want the complete connectivity to your environment you get from being immersed in cold water. And I can't do it. And I'm, as you can see, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in my garage. I've been in my garage now for a week and I'm going to come home. The plan is on Friday night, I'm going to pretend that I've arrived home from a work trip and I'm going to walk in the house with flowers and chocolates for the kids. And I'm going to say, Hey, daddy's home. That asshole that's been, ripping you apart for the entire week. Um, it wasn't me. I was on a trip. I was away visiting Hawaii, you know? That's very good plan, Johnny. And for those of you who don't speak Scottish, a garage is a garage here in the United States. Um, if you are watching us on YouTube Live, there is a GoFundMe link right beneath this video. And if you're in the position where you're not laid off and you could afford to put some cash in the virtual tip jar for your favorite bartenders down at Seven Grand in downtown Los Angeles or the Bar Jackalope, please do so. Hit that link. All those funds will go directly to help offset the unemployment checks that are somewhere in the ether who uh, that are hopefully on their way to our, our bar staff. But we're doing these videos as a way to stay in contact with all of you out there who we love and to help raise some funds for our bartenders who are currently laid off. So we thank you. Johnny. Thank you, Pedro. It's, um, you know, I appreciate that you guys are doing this and I appreciate that you uh, wanted to have me come on and ramble. Um, <laughs> Anything that we can do to raise money uh, for anybody right now, we're in. Uh, we're here to help. So I didn't want to do this, actually. I know. You never you never do. It's okay. It's no, you know what? I did because, you, you know, I don't, I don't ambassador professionally anymore. Um, 
Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about all these things. But Maker's Mark, who you work for, those yep. guys just gave a lot of money to the Restaurant Workers Relief Fund, uh, relief program, which is a national thing. And I know that like they opened it up last week and they immediately got deluged by 13,000 people applied and it like crashed the system. And then they reopened the system this week. And again, so many people want to do it. They're just... If you do the math, though, like we had Paul Masterson on the other night and he did the math for me. And he was saying that, like, if the Restaurant Workers Relief Program is offering $500 grants to mm -hmm. people who are laid off, if those fir first 13,000 people actually got those grants, that's $6.5 million, just 13,000 people. I mean... I, Pedro, you know what? More you, workers than that in downtown Los Angeles. Um, yep, heard. I would say in all the years we've been working together, you've never heard me accurately say what the volume of a fermentation tank was or the rate of distillation. I'm, I'm not going to be the guy you talk to when it comes to the math. What I'll say about the, the program is the reason it's been so successful and um, credit to our, our friends back in Kentucky, the Lee Initiative, um, yeah, makers is makers has put some funds in there and we've, we've, we've partnered, but that's as far as it goes. What's happening now is the Lee initiative has grown and grown and grown. And yeah, think, Jeff think, Edward Lee, yeah. Jeff Edward Lee out of Louisville. Hey, shut it. Shut it. Oh, is that the dogs? No, children. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Cheers to um, children. Anyway, can you close it? Oh, God. Piper, Ruby! Rooster! Oh, sorry, hold on. Let me shut this door. They're, they're at it. So, in the meantime, this is a perfect segue to ask you once again to donate to our currently laid-off bartenders at Seven Grand and in Bar Jackalope. Oh, hello, Johnny. Hey, no, so I'm saying about the Lee Initiative, the reason it's it's kind of blown up is it's not, this isn't a maker's thing. This is a, a Lee Initiative thing. So There's many a people, lot of people, a lot of industry. So many people are now donating to that. The Lee Initiative, I uh, got a call today, they're looking to expand into other cities. Wow. Um, and if you think about places like Las Vegas and, and Hawaii, where, you know, think about what percentage of that is bar business and how long it's going to take the tourism to come back. So we're not, we're not there that it's in every city, but there are conversations being had and the Lee Initiative is trying to get into more cities and all the donations that other people have given and all those contributions are meaning that this has become much, much bigger. So we're, right. we're super proud of um, our team back in Kentucky for, for seeing this opportunity and sharing it around. It's been- And all of us in the bar business are very grateful for cheers to makers and there's other things going on as well there's uh, another round another rally another kind of industry thing i know campari put a million dollars into this account just last week there's the um the small businesses administration has those you know congress just passed this bill that's supposed to be helping out restaurants and those those loans are now starting to come online so can I, can I there's help coming the problem is pedro Tell me. It doesn't matter for me how many things these happen. Every single person that works for one of these companies is just dying to go out and do something. We all come from a place where our entire reason for existing is about coming into space and helping facilitate connections between people 
and experiences. Hallelujah. Yeah, but we can't do that right now. We're all going absolutely mental. So <laughs> the, the amount of stages of grief that everybody's going through, it's, it's brutal right now. Um, there isn't any amount that is enough um, and there isn't any amount of the help um, that, that's going to be too much. So I, again, I can't speak to, there's incredible efforts I see all around me and I, I still know that in my heart, it's not enough. Like we're all, we're going to keep getting hit with the different stages of this that comes in. And the reality is now, you know, I've got friends that are, you know, so many friends have lost jobs. I've now got friends that are losing friends. Um, and that's a whole different level. Um, oh, that's, you know, so. yeah, that's what we all have to brace for in the coming week. But I, I was trying, I mean, that's very real and we must stay humble in, in the light of that. Some people are having true grief yep. beyond monetary concerns. Of course, family members and dear friends that we're losing. Uh, but I want to focus on as much as we can, the positive things. There are a lot of restaurants that are doing, um, like industry takeout, you know, Nancy Silverton over at Matza, uh, La Rocco's pizza down in Culver city is doing like industry day. And if you, you can get like a, a free pizza or some, you know, there's, there's different restaurants that are turning into bottegas to make like smaller markets so people can get their groceries through the restaurants. There's a lot of grassroots movement happening to, to Look, bring relief. And I want to, I wanted to, to uh, blown away by all these efforts. And I'm just like, it's, it's, you know, it's still, it's still brutal. So yeah. Um, yeah. Where do you want to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to share stories because I think that everybody is feeling a little stir crazy and, and how we get out of that is through, you know, remembering the good things. And you, so, you and I have, have traveled a lot in, in the whiskey business. So, I have a whole, so um, oh, in no. preparation, in preparation, I figured that uh, for those of you that have, couldn't care less, um, <laughs> Pedro and I have been doing this for a long time. And um, I actually even went to the point of like, I tried to write down like bullet point lists of different themes. So I've got, I've got four, four themes for you, Pedro. Things that happened to me in Bar Jackalope, um, Pedro stories, uh, my world, which we've covered. You heard me screaming at my kids. I'm an asshole. Again. Oh, no, no. Um, and things about Maker's Mark that I think are pretty rad. Okay, so i got four <laughs> topics for you. But I wanted to start with, because um, I knew you would ramble and I would be, have to be the one that, like, for those of you who don't know, most oh, of the time really? Pedro does a society and he, like, he sets the framework and does the introduction and then some brand person rambles about the three most interesting facts about their whiskey. And Pedro does a really good job of probing and opening, opening that out. So I figured I had to come tonight with a pre-prepared like structure that Pedro could then pick apart and dance with. So I wanted to open you up. Like, I wanted to do my opening, Pedro, which is, hey, Pedro, it's really good to see you. I love it's you. It's great lot. to see you. I love you too. Um, do you know what's so cool about uh, Seven Grand as a bar? Uh, tell me. When my mom used to walk into Seven Grand as a bar, there would be a gin and tonic sitting on the bar before she hit the stool. That's how cool my mum was. Yes, right? yes. Shout out, shout out to Luke Ford for that one. Oh, then, um, Luke, we love you, Luke, and, and your mother. Yeah, thank you. And then, um, cheers, cheers. We can get into that if you want, but I'm sure there's gonna, that's gonna overlap a few times. My mother's been in your life as much as I have, so. Yes, <laughs> yes, sir. We'll right. get into that. The other thing I wanted to ask you, Pedro, when was the first time we met? 
Can you can, can you remember? Because I've, uh, I've got two competing stories. I believe it was when it wasn't. It wasn't Robin Cooper didn't bring you in there. Fuck no. Hell no. Robin Cooper was sitting in a ivory tower in Levi Plaza in San Francisco. Um, oh my. He was a desk jockey. Um, and he, gave me, <laughs> he, gave me, he gave me his start, but um, there's actually another story I want to tell about a lady called Miss Phillips um, who was presenting in Bar Jackal, but that's on, that's on section two, so let's hold that. I'm thinking, <laughs> were you at the first ever Jackal Whiskey Society? Uh, yes. Okay. The, the first, I was there for the first seven grand whiskey societies. So yes. Hosted by the legend is the original Ribena Berry, which is a, look it up, uh, Martin Daraz. <laughs> I, I was in the room, I was in the room just as a guest that night because Martin and I are old friends and he won't, he won't be worried about me calling him Because right, Because Martin's from Scotland as well and it's a small country. Everyone knows it's, each other. It, it's such a small country that um, we actually went to the same high school. So no way you didn't know that. Yes, I knew that. I was. It's, it's called. Uh, it's, Pedro, let's not it's interview cut. technique. I want you to probe, cut, and trim. You know that I'll ramble. You need to probe. <laughs> so we met that night. But the first night I remember doing business with you was walking into it was 2011. So I'm working for under the Campari importer. I'm representing Glen Grant, Glen Rothis, Russell's Reserve Bourbon. And, and I had a wee selection of whiskeys from a company called Morrison Bullmore Distillers, Bullmore Rock and Tosh mm-hmm. in Glengarry. So I had a nice wee um, James Bond style suitcase with all these minis I used to walk around in. And I remember walking in and meeting you and a, a devious Australian called Angus McShane. <laughs> and, um, and I think my approach was just to say, look, I'm, I'm not very good at this yet. Who's the best? And I remember you telling me that um, April Gallegos of Maker's Mark was the best ambassador in the business. Oh, April gets a shout out. She might be watching right now. Well, you oh, were the my. person that you were the person that said that to me, and I've, everybody at Maker's is bored of me telling that same story. <laughs> but you were the person that actually said that she was the best. So I think it's worth flagging. And I remember saying to you that, look, I'm not. I'm just learning. But um, if somebody cancels a society, I'm local. I live just down the road. Um, even if they cancel two hours before, I'll, I'll be there. Um, and I, 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 you know, sitting like I, I took a moment, I think I was working until about six, and then I took a moment just to go and lie down in my bed and was thinking about all the layers and all the stories that have connected you and me and that building through, you know, all the years. It was since, you know, it was February 2nd, 2011, I started with, I, I just talk about MBD now. It's too confusing to talk importers and all that stuff, but. It was you and me um, and Angus sitting at that bar, and and that's the biggest section. Like the number of things that have happened to me in Bar Jackalope as a, as a result of meeting all you guys. Like my whole my entire world living in America is kind of encompassed in the palm of all of the Seven Grand and the the Two One Three family. I'm sorry, I'm not getting on board reporting in heart. I, it's going to take me a year to learn your new branding. So well, we have a very the the key thing about pouring with heart is that oh, it's cool. Uh, At least you didn't call the company Hotling, which makes no sense to man or beast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but but going back to do you remember that that first tasting? We were tasting some Bowmore and it's the one where we rubbed the sticks on the ground to get a taste of a sixty-year-old Bowmore. See, yeah, what I remember is I don't remember exactly that very first tasting. I remember your very first. 
tasting event as a brand ambassador? That was that was the one at. Um, so I get I get bored incredibly easily, <laughs> and I'm and I'm I'm not keen to give away free stuff. So there's a, there's going to be a common theme of boredom. I'm actually not that interested in whiskey. Shocker. I've always been about bringing a group of people together. And one of my biggest fantasies is that you create either friendships or relationships by causing introductions in people that have chosen to come to a whiskey tasting experience. And the idea has always been that if you chose to put yourself in this space at this time and you want to drink whiskey, the whiskey's irrelevant. It's about the experience you create and the connections between the other people. Um, so that night, I think I, somebody had given me some, you know, some Skeletor-looking gentleman, probably called Ian McCallum, um, <laughs> MBD, had given me a vial, probably about. That, like, distillery manager for MB, <laughs> MBD. Yeah. That, something that something about this size, and, and in it was Bowmore distilled from the 1950s, and I'm. Look, I'm, I'm a whiskey fan and I, and I get excited about learning things. And I think that's been a cornerstone of my approach to this. I just, I, I share my excitement. So having a wee vial like that, and I was like, well, what do I do? And I'm also a nut for the TV show Survivor. <laughs> so as I was, like, I was, I was in this house, walking out this garage, and I saw a couple of sticks lying on the ground. And I grabbed an old roasting tin and came in with two or three sticks. And we got two of the audience to get down on their knees on the floor of Jackalope. And I had them rubbing sticks together for the honor to win this vial of whiskey. Um, and the sticks were damp. You know, it was never going to cause fire. There was never going to be combustion. There was not even a, a smell of smoke. There wasn't even a smell from the friction of the wood. But the two guys spent 45 minutes. Rubbing. And nothing happened. So I gave them the whiskey anyway. They, the they event, got sweaty. They got the really event, sweaty and exhausted. The event was a success. It was a, it was a fun <laughs> night. And I think for me, that was the beginning of, um, I don't know. I felt like, I felt like at that point I'd earned your respect and we were friends, you know, cause it's business, you know, you start off in business, but it's, it's a weird, it's a weird, like to think of my relationship with you guys as business right now is really weird because it's, it's, it's disgusting how interwebbed we all are at this point. It's so. a whiskey family and that's how we feel about each other. You know, like uh, we, you know, the, the hardest part of this business is when, when someone leaves the bar, I, I think about like my biggest heartaches in, in the bar business. And they're always the people that, that no longer I get to work with, you know, it's, it's, it's true. It's like, we want these relationships to go on and on. Like it, we, we work in the fun business. We like throw parties for people. It's, it's all about these memorable nights. And luckily we've been really fortunate to seven grand to be yeah. very, uh, very rich in our memorable nights category. You, you want to talk about some more seven grand jackalope memorable nights? <laughs> yes. Bar jackalope. We specialize in memorable nights, unforgettable yeah. nights. All right. So we covered, um, we covered some, my first society, um, Next one says some some really mean ambassadors, but we're not going to talk about that. They, they probably don't even they probably don't even know who they were, but they probably don't have any jobs anymore, Johnny. So let's not, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's fair. But they they were really mean to me, and we worked for the same company, and they oh, were the wow. they were the big. This was before I was with um, MBD. They were the big show, and they came into town. It was their first one, and they were just mean, and they weren't friendly, and we never became friends. Strange, 
So Scorpios, we don't hold grudges. Um, <laughs> Sounds like there's a little grudge there. Can I tell you about this? It's just Phillips. Yes, please. Do you, remember, do you remember the absolutely incredible presenter? Um, her name's Natalie Phillips. Natalie Phillips. Glenn Rothis. Ah, and, yes. Stumpy Bottle and they were pretending yes, yes, to yes. be driven and stuff. So... Natalie, um, I was in as a guest in the society and Natalie was in presenting and she did a wonderful job. And she's, I always joke that she's got these, she wears skirts that have like underlining. So they flow out. Now they don't really, but I just, in my mind, she's got these like big poofy skirts on and she's always got a, a very a neat arrangement and then a set of pearls, right? Um, and that's my vision of Natalie. And she just, she, when she speaks, she's just, it's like, I don't hear words, I hear music. Like she's so insightful and to the point and she has a wonderful way of bringing everybody along and i've had the privilege to work with her for a long time now but that particular night i walked up to her and said why is the brand manager of glenn rothis doing a presentation because you know brand managers can't do presentations allegedly um, <laughs> he was the person that um she worked for robin cooper and it was actually robin may have interviewed me but it was actually natalie that took my number that night and it was September 2010, and I was working for Natalie and Robin by February of 2011. So I'm, I'm working in this business because of attending a seven grand uh, whiskey society. I don't think I've ever told you that one, actually. I think maybe you've mentioned it before. April's on here now. We just, I tagged her during this conversation. April, we were giving you shout outs. Well, What's on that whiteboard? That well, whiskey for whiskey for words is a memorable one. Um, oh yes, Bullmore event. We were giving away Bullmore, and I, you and I had been had a, a devious night in Church and State. Um, oh my, yes. And, with um, the, we met uh, Christoph. We Christoph met from uh, Oyster Bay. Uh, Happyon, uh, Christoph Happyon. He's the Escouffet. Yeah, he's got that lovely little oyster cart in the central market. It's like wooden, like it's like an oyster shell and he stands inside it just going and shucking. So we met him. It was the beginning of something uh, you and I were both passionate about, like pairing oyster brine with, with Bullmore. I was concerned about how we were going to like get all the plates out to the people in that tiny little space. So I remember sending you an email last minute and going, hey, can you ask everybody to bring a poem? And you were like, what are you talking about, man? Like, <laughs> and we had everybody recite poetry while we were like shucking oysters and getting the next plates ready. And it became a whole other, became a whole other thing. <laughs> oh, I still pass that lore on. I, I Whenever I travel, if there's a, a shucker and some whiskey, I always like to spread that tradition of yeah. sipping. So it's nice just peaty scotch. Salty, salty brine. It's not peaty scotch. Peaty scotch is our garbage. Oh my! It's, it's salty brine from an oyster, with a wonderful, delicate, balanced Isla malt that is not overwhelmed by peat, Pedro. It's a oh delicate my. song of a whiskey. <laughs> well, walk us through it really quick. If people have never done it no, before, pass, pass. It's too much to talk about. It's old news. Oh my! This was the Bowmore Oyster Luge was dead in two thousand and seven. I, I hate it. Oh, it oh it. my goodness! You know that um, oh every my. year when they get a new marketing department, they Google Oyster Luge and a video of us pops up, and then they um, ask me to explain it to them, and they get it wrong again. So I'm, I'm over <laughs> it clearly. 
right. Um, uh, we've uh, David Kearns is on, and he says ignore, uh, ignore David Kearns. No okay, questions. Okay. Kearns. Okay. <laughs> he 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 asked me, isn't Scottish English, Pedro? Apparently, it's sometimes a little confusing. I've been in some political conversations in the north of Scotland, and I don't know if I was speaking English. At least um, I couldn't understand it. Not not interesting. And, <laughs> April says she loves and misses us. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, you remember my worst event in Bar Jackalope? Um, it was when you got back from the swim and you were you were a shambles. And you tried to, you tried to make me talk about whiskey, and I was. Um, and you wanted to just cry. You just I wanted, wanted to I, like. I, I spent I spent four weeks recovering from holes in my body, and about four months recovering from holes in my head. And you were trying to get me to talk about Yamazaki. And what was worst about it was you 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 oversold the event, which I hate when you uh, well, do. It. Okay, I hate when you oversell them because it's not like, it's not overselling. It's like it's saying so, yes to our guests. You said yes to too many people, and what happens is you then open up the double doors, and people are in a stanchioned area where the band normally goes, and all that noise you you lose the space in the room. And do you want to know my favorite thing about Bar Jack? We had a hundred people in, in that whiskey society space, that night. Space in a space license for 15. Sorry. Um, I legally speaking, the whole space can hold 192. So we were within the, the law. But do you know what I like most about Bar Jack? Tell me when you close the doors, when you shut off the entire, the outside world. And I loved, I loved the pool table in the middle of the floor and everybody's sitting around it. And I used to lift the, remember I used to lift the pool light up a little bit so I could make yes. it with everyone. But it felt like that light burning down onto the table and all those glasses of whiskey was a fire. And we were all sitting around that fire getting, getting warmth and getting to know each other. Um, and it's a, it's, a, it's a special space. It's a really special space. And we, we try not to open up the double doors. Victor, the GM at Seven Grand, he hates it when I open up the double doors. He agrees with you, but I'm the, I'm the one who's always saying yes. If, if the people are here, we must serve them. Hospitality is what we do. We go above and beyond to provide as much as we can for as many as possible. Yep. Yep, I agree. And I, and, uh, but that and, night you had just swum around the well, entire it, 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 island of Ireland. That was not relevant. You put me on a chair on top of the whole thing. It was like it was a crowded floor. room. It was a crowded room and a mock throne. And you gave me you gave me a microphone and put me on a chair up there like that. But you, your knees were a little weak. I was worried about you fainting it, hated, or something. I hated it, Pedro. I hated it. I have to tell you, I, it was the worst experience I've ever had presenting in that room. Because I was, I didn't, I didn't have anything to give, and you just put me up there, and it was all these people, and I was like, I've got nothing, I've got nothing for you. I'm spent. I'm done. So you had just gotten off the plane, having just returned from the trip in which you had swum around the island of Isla. Is that that was you had just gotten back? Like that moment, you still smelled like salt. True. Yes. So I was wrong, and I'm sorry. I, I was trying to get the story while it was hot, but you were uh, beyond mentally and physically uh, exhausted. And it's not what the story's about. The story's about you opened the doors, and Victor didn't like it, and you put me on a chair and gave me a microphone. That's don't do that again to anybody. Okay, promise. I promise. Thank you.
I can't do that anyway because we took away that box that the, the chair was on. Those are little booths within the bar jack lobe now. So that will never happen again, I assure you. I wrote down other worst event, but I can't remember what that was. So other worst event. Um, there was, uh, was it perhaps when we were bringing folks in from Japan and it was just nervous? Like, no, 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 no. That was great. That was a cool one. Um, okay. I remember what it was. I know it's a lot of pressure when, you know. So I love that you're doing this now. And, and more than ever, it's clear that we, we can't go and do this face to face. And it's in a weird way, Pedro, it's, it's a little bit of a tease. Like, it's like, I'm getting to talk to you and my brain is looking at your face and going, Hey, we're together. And I'm glad I can't see anyone else's face. Cause that would, that would freak me completely out. Um, but it was the first time you put a microphone on me. Um, and you and I were drunk and I'm nobody, uh, nobody, very few people anywhere can truthfully say they've ever seen me drunk because Getting drunk in this job is not, uh, it's not a good idea. Um, oh, no, no, many, was, many a brand ambassador has crashed yeah. and burned. But I was, I was, let's just say I wasn't driving home that night and you were kind of like, you and Andrew, who I can see, the guy that's responsible for all this greatness in the background here. You <laughs> Andrew decided, Apple, our podcast producer. Yeah, you were, um, you were all uh, like starting out this journey um, and you put the microphone on me and, I think the worst moment was when the the new uh, the new Suntory ambassador Jonathan Armstrong was like, "Oh, I heard your podcast with Pedro," and I was like, "I've never listened to it because I can't." Um, but I just I know I was I know I was hammered, and I've got God knows what we were talking about. Oh, maybe it was at the Whiskey Emporium. It was one of the seven grand anniversaries. I don't know, Pedro. I just I think that's what it was. A microphone on me got- in the car when I was drunk, and I didn't like it. And and well, you I was actually interviewing. Luke Ford, former seven grand bartender from Woodford Reserve, and you jumped in on his interview. I would never jump in on another ambassador's presentation. That's not a yes, thing. Yes, it you happened. Never, and that's you, never happened. I've and never, he asked, Luke had to ask us not to air it because you were so in his grill. Yes, that was that time. Oh. Um, Andrew Abrahamson's on there. He says, on, are they taking sure. questions? Can we hold on? I would like to apologize uh, to Luke Ford if I ruined his episode at some point. He's uh, <laughs> a gentleman that I hold in esteem that used to make my mom gin and tonics. So. That's right. Well, we'll ha- I don't know if he's on right now. You know, he's, he's, he's doing the family sequestering right now as too. Um, we have a question here from, oh, Andre. Andrea, Andrew Lesky is asking, when is Johnny coming back to the Whiskey Society? Well, I thought I was. I thought that's like, we're like, here right now. This I'm is sorry. as good as we can do, Andre. I'm sorry. Andre, what's, what's going on in your world? Because I'm not allowed out of the house. My wife screams at me if I even talk about going to the beach. Andrew Abrahamson says, Johnny, why aren't you drinking? In fact, do you ever get drunk? Oh, we just heard that story. I heard that. I have a highball. <laughs> That is a beer. I don't drink beer. It makes me all, I don't like it. That was a highball. That was a highball. I made it at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. So, Johnny, the first time that I ever got to go do some distillery tours in the old world, traveled to Ireland and Scotland, I was with Andrew Abrahamson and Angus and Jeffrey Baker, and we... You were like, if you come to Glasgow, you must come stay with my family. And, and 
we we did get to go visit the Morrison Bowmore distillery. Yeah. We got to meet Rachel Berry. You went to the blending room in Glasgow as well. You went to Springburn. Oh. And 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 to meet Rachel Berry, who is one of the most brilliant whiskey blenders in the world, regarded as being possibly the best nose in the world. And we got to. Uh, well, I, I'm sorry. I can't lie. I'm, okay, that's cool. She's Rachel's righteous. I just didn't know that she was regarded as one of the best noses in the world. I'm thinking of. I'm that's thinking. What I've heard. Okay, who, I, I apologize. Ra- who, who who's F Paul Paco? Like who's who's got the better nose? I, I Ronnie think, Cox. I can think. Uh, Ron, don't stop doing this. Oh my goodness. These oh are all like Ronnie Cox. Doctor Bill. Doctor Bill's got the hold, best nose. Hold. hold. I don't, I'm not trying to establish the best nose. That's not what you I was trying to do. She was the best nose, and I was like... And I I'm said amazed. one of the best noses. Okay, she's one of the best noses. We can agree on that, and I think she's an incredible person. Um, I loved going to that blending lab, and I'll tell you who else loved going to that blending lab. My dad, anytime somebody was visiting and they were staying, dad would always go to try and see Rachel. He had a little crush on her. Well, she's brilliant. Who doesn't have a crush on her? She's amazing. So, but I, you, you share that with my father. And when he, <laughs> and he was, was he with you that time or was it? Yes, yes. Okay. So we got to go meet Rachel Berry and do the tasting lab at Morrison Bullmore. And then we got to go hang out at your parents' house and have dinner with that your mom made and that with vegetables that your father grew and picked from the garden. And it was, then we drank some Glenrothes and you drank Glengarry. No, you didn't drink Glenrothes. You posted a photograph of you and my dad drinking a 21 year old Glengoyne. And I'm like, for God's sake, dad, there's a 21 year old Ockintoshin in the cupboard that's there for this exact purpose. And my dad went way off company and just was like, all oh, right, 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 right. Um, but that was, um, so you, you enjoyed that experience, right? Unforgettable. And that's where I, t- that's why I talk about like whiskey family is like, yeah. who would invite you, you know, into well, their sleep. home, their family home. Like, I, I think I, I was sleeping, Andrew and I and Angus, we were all like, we were all like sleeping in different rooms, but it's like, that's where your family grew up. That's my, that's my childhood home. And the reason it was so special for me is um, moving out here was, was, uh, was hard for the family. Um, my mom and my dad have had to, and so my, there's a weird connection that my grandmother um, is one of three sisters and she married at 18 to my grandfather, a gentleman called Johnny Hogarth, my, my dad's mom. And on the moment she was married, like two weeks later, her father emigrated with her two baby sisters to Canada. So I have a great aunt that went from Canada. I've one that stayed in Canada and I've one that went from Canada all the way and landed in Los Angeles. And I suddenly was in Los Angeles. And in between me and my great aunt is my mom's baby brother, who also came and spent a large chunk of his life in here. So here is the, 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 the family curse is that somebody always leaves to go and live in Los Angeles for three generations. I'm the third. And not only that is I, I found an incredible woman who puts up with me and we've raised, we're, we're raising three kids together with three daughters together here. Three amazing daughters uh, and your wife is amazing as well. Pretty special. She would have to be to put up with me. But the point <laughs> is um, my parents missed their grandkids growing up mm-hmm. and for me when um 
well, for the one thing, another brand might have been supporting a trip to Scotland, right? Not that that ever happens. Um, so you guys are in Scotland, and I'm like, what can I do to what can I do that's better than you going and visiting every distillery in Scotland? It was simple: go and stay with my mum and dad. And that gave my mum and dad a window into my world. Um, and you'll know, my mum was a my mum was a very vibrant woman who loved to take care of people. She's an incredible cook. Oh like yeah. She once, she once um, one of my friends was getting married, and she uh, they called me from uh, the night after the wedding, and my mum had twenty of my childhood friends at the table that you've been at the night after the wedding, including the bride and groom. And she made them a sit-down beef Wellington dinner. And if you don't know what beef Wellington is, it's a giant f- whole fillet of steak wrapped in onions, mushrooms. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's quite an ordeal. Mum did that. Mum did that on twelve hours' notice for twenty and a half Now, they missed, amazing. There was a whole lot of stuff that, like me being here, meant that my family missed. When you guys went there, not only was it good for me to just, hey guys, go into hospitality, go and go and stay with my mum and dad. But more, go and uh, go and like go and give my parents a little bit of a window into my world. And they, as much as you were quizzing them and getting stories about what Scotland was really like from locals, they were getting insights from what here was like. And it was a wonderful way for me to give to you and for them to also receive connectivity to what life was like out here. And they loved you all. Like the stories about you. My mum talked for years about you singing. Um, at the thing, uh, you know, they, they loved you and Andrew. And I think it was, who was, it, who was the other one that was there that time? Uh, there's, there's, Jeffrey, Jeffrey was with us. So, um, so, um, well, not everybody, not a lot of people know this, but it's, it's worth, it's worth sharing. Um, my mom passed away, um, in the middle of December and, um, it was rough. It was really, it was a rough thing. And the only thing I can tell you is I'm, I'm grateful today that she, she passed in peace when she did, because going through COVID with her as ill as she was, I'm, I'm grateful every morning I wake up that I don't have to worry about whether my mum, because she was on a ventilator, a lot of her illness. Um, mm. So um, I'm happy to tell you that one of the guys I work with, uh, a, wee, a wee shite called Trevor Bowles, um, took his holidays in, uh, he's our, our maker's diplomat down in San Diego. And he took his holidays down and uh, he went to Scotland, did a tour. He did part of the tour and my dad went on the tour with him. So they visited Springbank and uh, Tarbert and Argyle together. And then he actually stayed twice at the farm and my sister's moved home and she's converting one of the barns into her own house. Um, so she's living there. So her and dad are safe together right now, isolated, all the space in the world on the farm. They've got a freezer that would fill six, seven grand bartenders and feed an army for a, a year. Um, so they're good. Um, but my sister, uh, my dad, took Trevor into the house. Um, and at the beginning of his trip and the end of his trip, um, he got to stay with him. So it was, it was like, I couldn't ask my dad and my sister, do you feel comfortable having people coming over? But they both just embraced Trevor being there. And it was a really great moment. Now, if Trevor's kissed my sister, we're going to have words. <laughs> but I also can't be really angry about it because it was... To think that, that this might still be a possibility. And my dad's really old now, but and, and it will never be the same without my mum because, you know, my mum was the my mum was the energy behind the whole thing. But 
Um, I'm happy to say that Trevor went over it, like January or February, and for all accounts, he had a great trip. But I don't know what that means. So, I'll tell you what it means. Andrew just texted me this painting. This is the painting that your dad painted, and Andrew wanted to buy it. Your father absolutely refused to sell it to us. Nope. Instead, he gave it to us, and yep. now it is in Andrew's home. Ah, cool. he said his your father said his whole life he did stuff for money this is the first thing he ever wanted to do for himself and he wouldn't take a cent he's never he, he would never take money for a painting um he just does it because he likes it um yeah that's that, i didn't know andrew had that actually or i probably did but i'd forgotten it so all right when's this thing cutting off because i probably no, need to uh, well do you, do you need me to say a bunch of nice mother things? oh don't mother. Do that. you're gonna make me great pedro don't i'm, I'm uh, well andre wanted to say let her rest in peace i i i, I, I greatly appreciate it I'll, I'll raise a glass she's a wonderful woman i'm telling you like that I, meal that she made I, for us she made me feel like a king i hear you i hear you well imagine <laughs> she made you feel like a king imagine um I'm missing her hard right now because dad's yeah. dad's shite on the internet. Um, oh my poor pops. Cheers. cheers. But my wife's missing her too. It's it's just hard because she would be the one that would go, You guys okay? Is everything okay? Yeah, of course. She She's jumped, a strong woman. She jumped on everything to do with the kids. My wife said something really amazing during the whole memorial. She was like, Um, your mother was the only reason I got on Facebook. And um it was my mother drove the connectivity between us, this whole family, and they're back there. And and the vacuum of, of her loss is gonna take us a long time, especially now. Like my dad's my dad wants to, but he just he's kinda like, how do I hug you? You know? Um, yeah. and it's not his way. He's an old Scottish guy, he's a farmer. Um I know he I know he feels it. Like I I, I know he feels it. But my mum said it, and we miss her. So I, I thank I to everyone at Seven Grand that stayed at the farm. I would rather than raising a glass to my mum because I, I, God knows I love my mum. But I would rather raise a glass to everyone at Seven Grand um, who knew my mum and took care of her and made her gin and tonics. Whenever <laughs> we're getting a lot of hearts right. here on the on the feed. I would love yeah. you to also just uh, reiterate if you have the means, please donate to whatever the link is that Pedro's got somewhere on the thing. If you're on the YouTube live page, right beneath this video is a GoFundMe link. If you're in the position where you can donate, all those funds go directly to our currently laid off bartenders at Seven Grand and Bar Jack Club, and we thank you ahead of time, Johnny. Just for folks to understand, you're a Maker's Mark man now. How does a kid who grew up in Ayrshire outside of Glasgow well, end up training brand ambassadors in Oh, no, 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 You're mistaken. I don't train brand ambassadors. Um, they're I'm distillery. A, they have a different name now. It's well, we, so we, we have um, a consumer. We have a, so what you have to understand is Maker's has a consumer program. So people can, um, like, and this goes way before you, me, seven, this is before Seven Grand exists. This is as long as Makers has existed. They've had a, a, a membership thing called their ambassador program. So when you start thinking about um, the, the, the term that's used, ambassador, in, Europe, in the Seven Grand bar world and all those people that come through and tell stories, we use diplomat. Um, 
And I was, uh, I was really, distillery really, diplomats. Yeah, distillery right. diplomats. So I was, I was lucky. Um, I'm looking through my notes here because I had something I wanted to say about that. Um, um, I was lucky. Um, like I said at the beginning, I get bored easily. So I did, I did my four years with MBD on Scotch. Um, I did four years with Suntory on Japanese whiskey, and we're not going to touch that at all today. That could be, we can talk about that another day. Um, well, they're going to need you back once they catch up with demand. They're going to, they're going to want you back, Johnny. Uh, well, it's going to be another five years. I'm, I'm working now with, um, so I'm working now with makers. Um, we've got a whole team. Like I said, uh, like I alluded to earlier, there was a moment when I started and I was told makers had the original and the best ambassador program because make your words. April was the best. When I started, there was nobody better. So I studied her. I studied her real hard. And I was lucky to become friends with her as a result of all my stalking. Um, so Makers- And Dave Pudlow, Dave Pudlow at Makers Mark, the director of education, he's an encyclopedic knowledge base. He's like- Dave scared me the first time I heard him present because he, he started talking about the sales structure of European oak. And as you know, Makers does their, um, their 46, which you've got on the, the bar behind you there. Um, with the French oak stay finishing. And he started talking about the cell structure of, of Europe. And I'm sure he said European oak. And he was talking about the cell structure of European oak being smaller than American oak. And I had a mild panic attack during the presentation. And I, I, I had to leave and I was like, I called Ian. I was like, Ian, Ian McCallum, Morrison Bowman. I was like, what's going on? Like, I've been talking about cell structure of European oak being much bigger than, than the American oak. And he was like, relax. That's French oak. We're talking about Spanish oak. And I was like, I, there were sheets coming off me because I was, you've, there's nothing worse than an ambassador than standing up and saying something that you later learn isn't true. Like, oh my. All quests that we all, like, you stand up and you put your word, your honor, and your job is to represent your distillery. So as a Scotch ambassador, I was loud because there were so many Scotch ambassadors. As a Japanese ambassador, I got quite quiet and focused. Um, and with makers, they've given me the opportunity as of, uh, the beginning of last year, um, to help support their ambassador team, their diplomat team on the West coast. And I've got six diplomats, um, Seattle, San Francisco, Oakland, San Diego, and I've got two in LA. Um, they're wonderful. Um, they're pretty great. Um, they drive me absolutely nuts. And I frequently call up one of my, I call up all my old managers and say, I'm really sorry. I was a nightmare and I'm really sorry. And I like bi-monthly, I call somebody up and apologize for something that one of them has just done. <laughs> I used to do it. Um, like I, there's, there's one of them, Phil, you had on here. Phil, Phil and I get Phil, we had last, last week. Yeah, we had Phil, Phil, and, Phil and I literally get to the point that we're both shaking and shouting at each other. And agreeing with each other all in the same, like, volcano of space. I think I've seen um, that while we were in Louisville at the, uh, what's the the bar in Germantown that we Oh, lived? um, uh, Pearl? No? The Pearl. I don't remember the fight, but I, um. Oh, you, I, brought, I, you brought all those guys in there. And I remember everybody was like, uh, we were getting a little fired up on makers. And well, was, Dave, Dave Kearns, you mentioned he was, Dave and I were like old friends way back in the day, like from when Beam and Suntory became one company. 
he sought me out. We'd known each other for a long time, worked together. Um, Andrew Marks in San Francisco, we like he was an old, he's an old SF bartender, so we'd been running around the place. Um, Christina in Oakland, she's she's wicked. Um, interviewing her, we were like, we had a moment where um, she was like, yeah, we met at Tales, like you know, a classic. We met at Tales, but it was in a, it was in a seminar. No, it was in a seminar. Last words. It was in a seminar. It was good. Um, they're they're an amazing. Like I mentioned Trevor earlier. They're an amazing bunch. They challenge me to think differently. And I've got to say, you asked me to like come on here and talk about makers, and I can't talk about makers because I would be a fraud. Because I'm a shadow compared to the way they talk about makers. Um, I've got a whole list of things I love about makers, but like as an ambassador, I I am I'm 42, and I'm I like that I like that I can get out there and be with them. Obviously, not right now, and I'm going nuts. But I like being with them, and I like watching them all be way better than I am. It's the best job in the world. It's the best job I've ever had. And I say that as somebody of, I've had some cool jobs. This is the best one because they're better than me. And I just get to, I just get to come in and, and soak that up in there. I, also, I, I get the same enjoyment out of the seven grand bartenders because I've been helping out with the education program for several years now. And like, I get to listen to these guys behind the bar now and I'm constantly blown away. The group that, um, the group that are coming through are way better than any of you. Um, I got to, <laughs> Brett, um, Brett from two one three pouring with heart. Sorry, oh my. Uh, sorry, Brett pouring with heart. Um, he, oh Brett my. Me, I was I was I was interviewing for this job, and Brett actually invited me to come down to Makers to do a barrel pick for Seven Grand San Diego. So I got to uh, I got to see I got to go through the whole private select barrel pick at the distillery. With seven grand and the, the, oh my God, the kids that are all coming through down there, they blow you guys all away. They're way better. Um, <laughs> and Phil, I take pride in that. Phil, Phil, blew me okay away. that. Phil blew me away and he won't, he won't mind me saying, God, if I hadn't seen, um, if I hadn't seen Phil do that presentation that day, um, I would have probably had him out the door pretty quickly. He's a, he's a gifted, um, he's gifted and he is my nemesis and I love him. Um, and I feel that way about every single one of them. They all lift me up and they all challenge me. Um, uh, okay, so I, Phil's on the stream oh, right ignore now it. on ignore YouTube. It, ignore it. He's, uh, ignore. he's saying he's saying we were in Noct Bar. No, we weren't in Noct Bar. Like I think it was the Pearl where we were all fired up. Your, your stories are converging because there's been more than one night in Kentucky. Uh, I left my phone in the Noct Bar. I know I did that. Um, um Ryan Megan says I'm his favorite Phil. I don't work for him. <laughs> uh, it sounds like you're infected with diplomats. Uh, that's our boy from uh, I think he's Atlanta somewhere out there. But he he would rather be in the ocean fishing. Uh, Ryan was with me at the knock bar. I left my phone there, but I think that was, we were all getting was, heated. At that the was park. the last trip. Anyway, let's not get into the. That's like the what happened to us in Kentucky is like, hey, we met at tails. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like Louisville is always just a blur, a beautiful blur. Um, when's this going to run out? Because a couple of things I do want to say. We're, we're on YouTube Live now. Um, Instagram, Instagram already, poof, it's it's done. It already, it's our done. hour elapsed. Now okay. we're solely on YouTube Live, Facebook Live, Twitter, and TikTok. I'm going to get so, absolutely smashed for not talking about makeup. There's, about there's some Twitchers that are probably watching us as well. 
I'm I'm gonna get in trouble for not like support. Like I should have talked about the maker stuff first. But oh my, it's all right. All right, what do you want to talk about? Or do you well, want to you've got it? you're the one with the whiteboard. I was just gonna ask you about you know, like different steps along the way. I, I remember someone else in the string here was saying that their favorite event was the Hibiki deconstruction. Mm. So you walked everybody through like a deconstruction of the different parts of yeah. Hibiki as a Japanese you have to that's not that's not person driven. That's Suntori. Like that's some like I didn't I had no part in hey this would be really cool if we could take a blend and deconstruct it. Not a thought in my head. Handed, given by Nia White and the Suntory team, the keys to the kingdom on that. It was, um, it, they have a very special way uh, and approach. And I would actually say that, that's, that there's, a, there's an ethics and there's an ethos that exists. And, and for those of you that think I've jumped between company, I haven't. I, I consider myself always to have worked for some version of Suntory. Morrison Bowmore was owned by Suntory. That was their Scotch business. Suntory owns Suntory Whiskey. That's right. That's and right. Maker's Mark is part of Beam Suntory. Um, although I will say the thing I do like about Makers is it does consider itself quite separate as well. Um, the Samuels family influence cannot be underestimated. Like that, any distillery that has what's the deal that worked out? Basically, the Samuels control everything up until the point that it's poured in the the barrel leaves the warehouse. So That's brilliant. they've got all this like support of this big enterprise, but they control everything. And they talk about, um, we talk, used to talk at Suntory that we were, we were purposely inefficient, diversity of production and making all these different styles of whiskey in one house to emulate the Scotch whiskey style. And what makers are doing is very similar. It's, it's constantly inefficient. In fact, um, what was the word I used earlier? It was funnier. Um, Inefficient. I, I yeah, I, I would call Maker's Mark an inefficient cult. Um, <laughs> you're, they you're, are they are nailing it though. They like you're devoted. You're devoted, but they're just their approach to making whiskey is it's not about trimming and skimming. It's about consistency and thoughtfulness and purpose. And the most thing that like if if I left one thing that what is rocking my heart about makers. It's the community and the people. Um, you might remember, I, I took a, a bit of a, a skiff a year, um, end of 2018, I fell off a skateboard and I, I wrecked myself in a way oh, that yes. Yes. I, was, I, was, I, I had to learn to walk again. It was six months before I was Ouch. Yes. Yes. Um, only, only, just, and we're so sorry for you because you were on the beach down there. It was like, uh, it's, well, it was Ruby's, it was my daughter Ruby's fault. She, she stumbled off the skateboard and we were being pulled by the dog. And then I got one foot off the board and I went into four splits and I fully detached my hamstring muscle from my hip bone. And that was like the week between me taking my holiday for the end of the year on Suntory and starting for Maker's Mark. So Jane Bowie, my boss at the time, she was obviously livid because suddenly I was like, I can't travel for three months. <laughs> but, but here's how here's how badass makers are. Do you know what the do you know what the fuckers did? They dipped a cane in red wax and they sent it to me. Like, that was that's the the mentality was that you, that was basically them for me saying. It's okay. You're still one of us. You've got a wax cane. Um, that's been the list. Um, you know. I want to talk about. Oh, we've got a couple questions from the string. Let's see. 
Kui says, how many shots of makers per trip to Kentucky do you reckon you drink or get others joining you to drink? Ooh, I would gosh. never, um, I never encourage others to drink. We, that's not a thing. Um, no, <laughs> if I'm on a trip that is a seven grand funded trip uh, to pick a barrel or because somebody's getting married, that's a whole different set of rules. <laughs> As a brand representative, I have never offered him a drink. Never. I think Brett will have issue with that. Um, Jay Stapleton asks, Johnny, is this the first time you've done a whiskey society and haven't lifted someone over your head? Well, you tell me, Pedro. Uh, in well, seven you, grand, you, there's in, no one to lift over your head. You've got to yeah. get Ruby in, or in, Isla. In, or, Sandy, in San Diego, um, hold on. Let me see if Isla will come down. Because Isla was, for those of you that don't know, when we were doing the setup here, um, my 13-year-old is a huge YouTube fan. And she um, she was down helping Pedro and me get the lighting right. So. <laughs> and Andrew Apple, our podcast producer, who's who's sitting in and so patiently here. We're 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 over an hour now, which is great. I we haven't even still gotten to Japan yet. We're not doing Japan today. I told you, mm -hmm. it's off the table. Um, we can't talk about Japan. No. Nope. Oh my. All right. We're gonna have to have a part. Makers, makers pays the bills. I want to talk about makers. So I'm listening. Walking stick. That was a good one. Uh, <laughs> Dave Pablo, it, are are you uh, when you are training your distillery diplomats? Do they get time with Dave? Or because I know Dave, that he was kind of edging toward retirement. Dave, um, I uh, Dave is uh, Dave left the business before. Um, hey, can you come and wait here for a second? I just need your, can you close the door? Do you mind? Thank you, darling. Oh my God. Um, right, just wait over there and I'll, I'll grab you in a second. She's brought, oh she's brought her lacrosse stick. I think she senses trouble. Yeah, that's, she's a smart girl. Smart um, girl. So, uh, no, Dave Pudlow wasn't, wasn't working directly with makers when I joined the team. So I can't, I don't know the story of exactly. Um, he, he's, he was already, he's been in the business for a while. He was already. Yeah, when I met him, it was 2015, and I was I was very much the Suntory rep at that point. Um, but I did hear him speak, and he confused me until I understood French versus Spanish. What we were talking. Brilliant whiskey educator, one of the best in the world, and I think that's part of what sets makers apart is Dave Pudlow. He really makes sure that everybody knows what the hell they're talking about around there. Okay, I'm going to take you on that. Um, Dave Pudlow is absolutely exceptional, but. I challenge anybody that comes to Maker's Mark on any given day not to meet somebody who's exceptional. That's the criteria. What, you, what you're going, Dave Pudlow's amazing, that's, that's what Maker's does. Maker's grabs incredible people. Yeah. Um, Jason, Jason Nally, who is the guy that, the environmentalist that manages the farm, like the-, the Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Oh. He's biblically good. Um, my, my favorite is Travis that works in the still house because Travis doesn't like to talk. So he says everything in the fewest words possible. And he knows that he's the smartest guy in the room. Therefore, there's nobody really worth him talking to, but he never makes you feel bad. But he's just, <laughs> he's just this, you, you just feel his strength of knowledge. That's right. And he doesn't, he's not a dick about it. He's, he's amazing. No, I get that a lot down there is that yeah. like people are understanding. They're not like us out here in LA. We, no. we talk too much. You show me someone that works for makers that's an asshole and I'll say bullshit. They don't work for makers. That's right. That's right. Yeah. No, there's, it's a, a, a genuine 
quality to everyone. Everyone cult. like we're a cult. We're a cult, Pedro. Promise you. I, I never got the culty vibe. I mean, I'm a member of a, a theater company, so like, uh, <laughs> ah, young puck, my friend. <laughs> but no, even like the folks who work in the the gift shop, amazing, completely accommodating and amazing, and amazing. They know enough about like they could probably go run doing? the still. You know what I mean? You know what they're doing right now? So obviously, we're going through all this like, and companies are laying off people left, right, and center. Um. Yeah, I'm sure distillery tours aren't happening right now. Distillery tours aren't happening. Do you know the distillery tour staff? And our distillery tour staff is massive. Do you know what they're doing right now? They're working in the distillery. Can you imagine a better way to be a better tour guide than to actually be put to work in the distillery? That's what I was saying. I honestly thought that this woman that I was talking to at the cash register in the gift shop, she could probably go work the still. Like, I... She knew everything. They're learning that stuff just now because the company's committed that they're not letting anybody go. That's Uh, amazing. Are you guys distilling alcohol for sanitizer right now? So um, we are at a number of locations. Uh, I know that's a big thing right now in Kentucky because you guys have the biggest stills, so it's like, damn. But specifically at Makers, we've got tiny stills, so I don't think it makes the sense there efficiently, but we have... I think we have four distilleries making hand sanitizer right now. Uh, one in Europe, Mexico, maybe, and definitely Canada. I can't, I can't remember, but we've had, yeah, a lot of hand sanitizer getting. Pardon me, a lot of hand wow. sanitizer getting made. So, um, all right, can I tell you my best maker story? Yes, please. Um, it's actually my second best maker story. Um, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. We have to do a whole other episode because I still want to talk about Japan at some point. Well, I'll tell you my second best maker story. So, and this might help us get to a crescendo because I think people want to go home. Um, they are home, Johnny. Um, my mom passed, and uh, we, Jane Bowie, my boss, who at mid year had given me my review and told me that I didn't quite measure up to her expectations. So, oh, beginning of the year, I'm, in, I'm on like bed rest with a wax cane. Half year, she goes to me, yeah, you're really not meeting my expectations. And she's away. Jane just cuts the shit, right? That's why she's the boss. That's why she's good. Um, and then um, by the end of the year, my mom had passed and she jumped on a plane. She was on a family holiday in the south of England. And she came up to the funeral, the memorial for my mom. And um, I, I'll never do a speech that I'm, I'm more proud of than my mom's eulogy. It just doesn't exist. Um, and I did forget a page. My daughter's reminding me in the background that I was I was heartbroken about that. I missed one whole page in my my stress. Um, but I'll never be more proud of anything. And Jane had given up time with her family on the holidays to fly up and be part of that. And not only was she there, but she managed to catch a lift from the service to the after party. We do we do a you die in Scotland. We drink. It's a we all just. Um, Hallelujah to that, baby. What did you say, Isla? I didn't eat any of the food there, so I just had to sit in the corner. Come over here. The, Isla said it was boring. The food. So oh, the after party was. Isla. She's was a, a good person, so we better like tighten up. There was a lot of drinking on it, but Jane was there, and not only did she manage, she hitched a lift from the service to the um, to the after party, and she managed to hitch a lift with three women, old women, old evil women that have known me since I was born and told her every shady, shitty story of every wrongdoing that I've ever done my whole life. And she loved it. 
Um, and it was a, it was kind of a moment because I think the, the funny thing is for me, I've, I've worked in different places, right? And when I was on Scotch, I felt like this absence from home. But I was talking about places in Scotland that I loved, but were places I visited I wasn't from. And when I was in Japan, Japanese whiskey, I loved being the foreigner telling the foreigner's point of view on Japanese whiskey. Um, but what I'm connected to with makers is the land around makers. And I wonder if you would agree. Reminds me of my parents' farm, the lowlands of Scotland. Oh, yeah. The rolling hills, the limestone, mm. the agriculture. Like, I didn't grow up on the islands or the highlands or, you know, any of that stuff. I grew up south of Glasgow. And, you know, like, if you look at um, the, the movie with the guy from Star Trek, uh, the actor Chris Pine played, a Scot- oh, yeah. played Robert the Bruce. That's actually filmed and set very close. Um, the main battle at the end is very close to where my parents' farm is, uh, Loudon Hill. No, uh, it's uh, who played Robert the Bruce? Are you talking about Robert Braveheart? Bruce. No, no, I'm talk- not talking Braveheart. No, okay. uh, talking Robert the Bruce, the one on ne- the Netflix movie, the whatever it's called, right? That's all where I grew up, and that space, that place, that that land of agriculture and people working land that you feel when you go to Makers is what I remember of like my part of Scotland. Where So I, I kind of challenge you, like I know you've been a lot of cool places in Scotland, but think about driving out to the farm. Oh, absolutely. I, I think it's a lot like driving out to Makers. Yes, so, you're like those, those thin farm roads and, you know, just horses running by fences. And it's like... Don't talk about the horses. That's every horse symbolizes a girl that I wasn't allowed to date because growing up in a farm in Scotland, girls preferred their horses to any of the boys. So horse means a horsey girl and a horsey girl means that I wasn't allowed to date that person. (laughs) And I had to rely on dating foreign girls my entire life, which is a full circle. Foreign girls? What? Oh my. Where do you meet foreign girls? Where you're hanging out at the airport in Glasgow? Yep. Pretty much a whole, whole journey. A whole journey. Haven't dated Scottish since I was uh, 17. And Lynn Montgomery of Howwood and Johnson in Renfrewshire was cheating on me with my best friend, Malky's brother. And there you go, Lynn. You're shamed because you deserve it. I haven't forgotten. Oh, um, my goodness, Johnny. Please, you want to end this on a positive? Forgive. Yes, I want forgiveness and healing. Okay. Um, Ayla, do you want to come over here? We need you. Come here. It, I need you. There's you a, better have her put down that lacrosse stick because you're about to get beat. No, 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 no. Oh. You said that um, any presentation I've given in the last... No, this was, this was a Jay Stapleton request here. Okay, so here's my daughter, Isla. My favorite child, my oldest, she loves um, social distancing because she doesn't like people. Um, (laughs) YouTube all day. And um, she's got a beautiful little Instagram page called Drifting Willow. No, stop. Oh my, oh my. And she she draws and paints and um, I couldn't be more proud of her. Hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Finish. It's a proper event. Hey, I got this. All right. Um, seven I'm girls a- pouring my heart. Um, I love you guys. <laughs> we love you too, Johnny. I'm Thank sorry. you for taking the time out with us tonight. It's wonderful to share stories, to maintain connections during this time of social distancing. 
Yeah. Big love, brother. Thank you so um, much. Pedro, Excuse thank me. you for everything you, Andrew, and the team are doing to raise money for the staff. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's the least we can do. We got to like try to do what we can. It's a virtual tip jar. I'll so and if I'll you're watching up. right now on, on the YouTube channel, right beneath this video is the GoFundMe link. Anything you donate will go directly to the employees of Seven Grand and Bar Jackalope to help pad their hopefully coming unemployment checks. But we thank you ahead of time. Thank you too, Johnny. Love you guys. All right. We love you, man. We hope to see you soon. Stay safe. Drink at home. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review. The Spirit Guide Society is a Spirit Adventures production in association with Bitten from the Apple Productions. Special thanks to Tone Mesa for their post-production and audio services. The show is produced by Andrew Apple and me, Pedro Shanahan. Executive producer, Andrew Abrahamson. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spirit Guide SOC. We'll be there to answer any questions you have, share what we're drinking, and more. And if you're still thirsty, you can always find more episodes of the show wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to always drink responsibly. That means don't drink to forget, drink to remember. 